I am Marcy. Y yo Grisel. Daimi here. I'm Michelle. Please call me Michi. And together we are Chatting, Chatting with, with My Amigas. Four friends. Best friends. Sisters, actually. Who do life together. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. Conversations that are authentic, not scripted, and relatable. Grab your friends, y amigas, and the cocktail, and let's chat. I think like everybody in uh, the United States right now, the main thing on my mind is what happened earlier this week in Texas, where 19 small children left home in the morning after a bowl of cereal with their backpacks and either rode the bus with their friends and, you know, said goodbye to their loved ones and tragically didn't get to come home. And I think about as a parent, as just a community member, just how I can't imagine what anyone close to it is going through. We all lived very close to Parkland when tragedy stuck in our community a few years ago. And while Griselle's not here today, and it personally impacted her and her family a little bit more than us, you know, we, we had to have conversations with our kids. I know I did. Yep, I sure did know, too. And, and talk them through. And at least one of my children had to have you know, counseling because she was, you know, just not safe at school. She was scared to go to school. And I remember sitting there. I, I can still, re- you know, you as a parent, you kind of remember where you are when, when things happen. And I'm speaking of Parkland just because I was that parent that was in a meeting in Orlando driving home when somebody in the car with me said, there was a shooting at a school in West Broward and I, and I pulled over and I'm like, what do you mean? You know? And I'm like, immediately your heart just sinks. So as you've watched the news, as you've watched just the story unfold and the tears and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been hard to even think about anything else. My kids, again, having, having a conversation, but I also started to think about just what's happened in the last year with kids and kids that have suffered tragedies. And, you know, whether it's the kids that were attending a Christmas parade in Wisconsin that got hit by cars, a car, whether it's the little child that was in Chicago at a birthday party that lost their life at a birthday party, whether it's somebody going to McDonald's for a happy meal that lost their life, you know, riding their bike in their neighborhood, losing their life, you know, our children deserve better. The world they live in should be better for them. And we are all responsible to make that better. You know, we can blame it on a car, we can blame it on a gun, and we can blame it on a knife, we can blame it on somebody's fist, we can blame it on anybody and everybody, but it starts with us. It starts at home. It starts in our hearts. It starts in the value of life. It starts in our expectations for what our life for our children looks like. 
and no longer just accepting it as, oh, that's a norm. That's, that's the way things are. It's not, it's not, you know, as, as I watch, whether it's the news media, whether it's a politician, whether it's a celebrity, whomever it is, use your voice for positive. If you are sitting here trafficking off of tragedy to get likes, to, to be more divisive, to blame somebody else, you are the problem. There's too much hate out there. It is just, it's, it's, it's so horrific to me that people have platforms, they have businesses that all they do is traffic hate. So I will challenge anybody out there, if your job entitles you to be on television where every day you are calling people names, you are, you are spewing hatred, you are vilifying people that don't agree with you, you are part of the problem. You are trafficking this hateful energy that is out there that consumes people. And if you are impressionable, if you are somebody that, that already hates for whatever reason, it could be how you were brought up, whatever, whatever, that's for somebody else to decide. But if you are feeding into it You're politically, whatever it is, you are the problem. Go look. If you are, tw whether it's your social media, whatever it is, use your influence for something positive and stop tearing down other people and thinking it's entertainment and thinking it's politics. If it is, how shameful. How shameful. You know, it just. I, I, I think it, it's just, you know, we've talked before where we wanted to have a different conversation. And, and I look at the conversations that, that are taking place, even, even right now, you know, isn't there, isn't there anything we can agree on? You know, isn't there one thing to, to every politician there is? You were, you were campaigning, you ran on the fact, and you, part of government is you are a public servant to your constituents. Do the right thing. If you can't agree, then you know what? Here's an idea. Get in a room, every member of Congress. Don't, you can't have a press conference. You can't have a, a soundbite, anything, until you come out with something positive for the American people, for our kids. Feed our children. Keep our kids safe. Give them an education that they deserve, no matter where they live. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, there, there's so much that, that we all have to take ownership of, everybody, because everybody participates in certain ways in this just state of affairs that we, that we find ourselves. Sorry, I have a lot to say. I can keep going. This is a podcast that we all talk about, and I know that, I'm, that I am just going off, but I just have been sitting here. And it's just, to me, it's just tragic. It was tragic when we talked last week about just disrespect and how it's the norm these days. And now as we're sitting here and, and little people are, are losing their lives and, and anybody, I'm sorry, somebody that goes shopping in, 
in Buffalo, New York, should should have the expectation they're coming home. It, it sh- it sh- that should be the norm. I'm I'm sorry, and and right now it's not. It, it's something where people are afraid to leave their house. So I, I will. Think, I think that um, beyond the, the conversation of respect, or, or within the conversation of respect, I think that um, life has been minimalized so much, right? That I guess these people that commit all these amazing, horrible crimes or incredible. Their mental thought process, even to get there, mm-hmm. has to be extremely damaged. Right? And they've been fed on all this hate from a long time. And this is not a justification, it's just probably trying to rationalize what happened. Right. Because it's just, in, as humans, we try to find an answer as to what happened or why right. this happened or how can we avoid it. And of course, the answer derives from a gun or a car, which is just the utensil used for something that's already being built inside of that person. So it's, I, I, all this mass shooting is all new to me, but in my, my culture, I didn't even grow up close to guns where I come from. Like people don't have guns, people don't, not that they don't have guns, it's just not such a big priority that I've seen in my, in my immersion in the American culture. I remember I remember just slightly dating a person that was die or right about having a gun and I was like, but what is in what circumstances do you put yourself in that you would think that you need a gun? Right. In the elementary school. Correct. Well this, yeah right. this, yeah this right. this person had a concealed um, weapon permit and it was just because they were so adamant about this Article two of the Constitution, and it's like, oh, it's just my right to have one. But why? Why do you feel the need to just carry one? Right. And and I really couldn't get past that answer. And um, I I I, I know that's it's not funny. the topic we're talking about, but it it derives from there. Why this necessity of pushing for having a gun? I understand you live in I don't I don't know a desert area. But you live in a normal world. Noel doesn't leave his house without it. Right. He carries it with him all the time. We will leave. But I feel just that extra security for that same reason. You're, we're going to a park. You're going to an event. You're going somewhere. We can easily be sitting in a car and there's a, you know. There's and a I know that we're protected. Like he will be able to protect his family. And that's how I see, mm-hmm. especially in the state that we're living in right now, you know, and how everyone is so hateful and full of rage. Full of rage, yeah. And you know, you could be out there living your normal life, having a happy-go-lucky day, and someone wants to come and ruin it. I think it's. I think. I mean, and I respect that. I I totally understand that, and and my my thought process has evolved and understood that. But also, it becomes like a never-ending circle. Because it's like you, you, you have the gun, let's say in this case, you all have the gun to protect from other people who also have guns, who also have to protect, like it becomes a never ending circle because if everybody was respectful of each other, then nobody needed a gun. Well, the, the whole thing of it is that, I'll, that, I, that I think that people forget when they talk about these things is when, when someone is intent on harming someone else or they're they're 
doing something that is illegal. Their law, the law doesn't matter to them. You know, that if, if I'm going to kill somebody, I don't care if, if I'm supposed to have this gun or not. Yeah, if it's concealed or not, I don't, I don't care. have the license I don't, for it. Yeah, if I'm, dry, you know, like, like, and I think that's the whole thing is whether it's somebody's mental health. And I, and I, and I, I have a really hard time with generalizing mental health. And mental health is, I mean, it, it it's so yeah. And it also, in some ways is used to absolve people of behavior. So do I think if you were to study patterns of people that do whatever evil, horrific things, maybe there is a pattern there. Maybe there were signs. Maybe there were ways that you could have intervened. But at the same time, knowing right from wrong, valuing somebody's life, not bullying someone. I, I don't care what your age is, you know? When, when you hear about things in schools that happen, when there's violence, it isn't always a mass event. Sometimes it's a smaller event, but what is the pattern? They were picked on, they were bullied, they were teased, they had a learning disability. These are all things that there are signs for. And, and we are failing as a society to look and, and treat certain things from a mental health perspective. And, and it's the resources. You know, we, lo- we love to not have enough money for certain things. You know, there's, there's money to send to Uganda for something. There's money for a war in Ukraine. There's money for politics. There's political campaigns. There's, there's all kinds of things that we justify. There's money for safety. There's money for our children. There's money for education. There's money to make some of these communities where the way out for some kids seems to be a path to violence, a path to criminal, because they don't see anything else, or they're bullied into this. This is the only way. There, to, to say there's nothing that can be done or the cost is too great is, is an excuse. Call it, call it whatever you want. It is an excuse. So I'm going to give you a couple statistics because I thought it was, it was interesting. And because I'm on this whole political spectrum of if you're not going to be part of a solution, get out of the way and let someone else take your spot. If you're only going to get on TV for sound bites and you're not going to be coming together and trying to compromise and find something that, again, benefits the American people, benefits the homeless people in California, benefits the people that struggle for mental health, children with special needs, safety in schools, the money is there because we find money for anything else. So here is my solution for billions of dollars. In the last election, 2020, the presidential election cost $14.4 billion. The election for Congress was $7.8 billion. Let's just, everybody, American public, stop, stop donating to politicians. 
Stop. There, there's your money. Put your money into your local community, your school, your after-school programs, your big brother programs, your, your community centers, you know, tutoring for your kids, mental health, whatever it is. Take that money, put it into the youth because that's, that's who is suffering. The other thing I will say is, and I said this earlier today, no matter who you are, you have influence. And influence isn't how many followers you have on social media. If you are a parent, you have influence. If you are a big sister, you have influence. If you are a family member, you have influence. A bus driver, a, a cafeteria worker, a teacher, a leader, everybody has influence over somebody. Use it for something positive. Hate comes from upbringing. Hate comes from home. If you are celebrating being a mean girl, you are the problem because you are perpetuating bullying. Call it whatever you want. You are bullying people. And we need to stop justifying this toxic behavior that we think is cute. We think it's funny. Sorry, not sorry. No, you should be sorry. And, and just stop. Stop blaming other people for our own failings. Stop dividing everyone. I feel like you mentioned the media and the politicians. Like I feel like every time there's an event, and it could be as tragic as it's happening, you know, it just happened, right away it's like a division. Like, oh, because of this. And, and like you see it in social media, and like everyone's like against each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's right. concentrate on what's really happening here, guys. Right. Let's come together. Yeah, as why, a community, like, right. why are we dividing everyone? Like, they're, they're, they need to use those platforms for positivity. Yeah. Let's look to see how do you support those children? Right. How do you support someone that lived through that? How do you support a family that, that lost, you know, a baby sister, a, whomever that is? What happens when you go through that tragedy? I, I, I couldn't even imagine, but, but what can you do to help? Instead of what can I do to blame, tear down, belittle somebody else? No, no. What, what can we all agree on? Let's, let's start there. We, we all agree that our kids shouldn't, shouldn't be subject to this, shouldn't be scared. There should be a safe spot. But safety comes in many different forms. Safe to express themselves. Safe from threats of violence from anybody and anything. You know, and nowadays it's not just kids bullying kids. I mean, you have the teachers, you have the adults that are also contributing to this nonsense. Right, right. Like, be an adult. Like, yeah, treat these kids correctly. Show them the, the, right, the way. right way. Right. There's no need to be part of the nonsense. Well, the other thing too is, if you're a parent, if you are a relative of of someone that is growing up, pay attention engage with them. I, I feel like, and we've talked about it, we've talked about it with balance. We've talked about me at times where I felt like I committed more to work than I committed at home because everything was good. No, you have to engage. You have to be there. You don't know what your kids are experiencing if you're not engaging with them. And they, you have to be their safe space. You have to be that, that voice and, and that, that advocate for them. I agree. You know, having, having children that have struggled the last few years, 
mental health wise and things like that. I can't tell you the number of times, whether it was fighting an insurance company, whether it was fighting a doctor to be, to be seen, whether it was sitting there rubbing my kid's face, telling them that it was going to be okay at three o'clock in the morning, you have to be there. You have, you can't, you can't miss out on that. And, and yes, there's always going to be things that you disagree with, but our kids are experiencing certain things that nobody should have to. And, and if you're in a position to have influence, whether you are an executive at a television channel or you are a Hollywood producer, do better in what you're putting out there, violence, you know, video games, there is a reason why life isn't valued right now. And that people's answer to a disagreement over Wi-Fi can lead to somebody's death. Right. I'm sorry, that's, that's scary. That doesn't have anything, that, that just is a loss of something. Mm-hmm. And until we figure out what it is, how we fill that loss with love and care and respect and positivity, tragedy will continue to happen. And like I mentioned earlier, like there's certain topics that are right now being pushed to our children in schools. Bring God back to school. Agreed. Yeah, agreed too. Bring God back to school. Yeah. Well, bring it back to your homes. Bring it back. I mean, I, I can agree to to that wholeheartedly because it's something where when you don't have faith, you don't have hope. And maybe that's one of the things that some of these people that do horrific things, maybe they just don't have that hope. I I don't know. That faith. Right. Right. Well, and that love and respect for other people because it all, it all ties together. But I, I it truly stems from like what you were saying in a very distant point, but to education and respect with the way that people were abrupt, uh, the upbringing of before, right? When there were rules and respect, and mm-hmm. you know, you you really made a said a prayer every morning, mm-hmm. where th- there was a little bit of, of hope, and I think the. Strengthen and upbringing really seasons your character inside. Where if it's so laxed, right. the soul goes wherever it wants to, whatever it wants to do. And if there's no structure, mm-hmm. it's like a little tree. You have to really plant it and keep it up and right. form it. It doesn't form itself. And that's where all this comes in, where people just, they don't have a north, I think. Correct. Correct. And, and, we, I, I'm not suggesting that anything that I think is the only answer or is the only problem or anything like that. I'm just a parent. I'm a citizen. I'm, you know, I worry for, for my parents. I, you know, I, I worry every time my kids leave the house. They don't have to just go to school. You know, I worry for other people. And I, I know it can be better. I know we can be better as society, but each one of us has to look for how can I be better? 
how can what I do, how I interact with people, how I support my community, how I'm engaged in my local community, how can I how can I be better? How can I reach out to that person that I know is struggling? Whatever those things are, it's we we're all responsible for for making this world better for our kids. And and until we all make that commitment to doing that, there won't be a lot of progress. It'll just continue to just be a tragedy, a problem, a sound bite, and you know division. Change only changes when people change. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Chatting with My Amigas podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or better yet, if you'd share the show with your amigas, that would be great. You can connect with us on social or through hello at chattingwithmyamigas.com. Until next time.